This podcast is not intended to provide any investment advice. The opinions expressed here by either the hosts or guests do not necessarily reflect the views of PSA, Collectors Holdings, or any of their affiliates. Any discussion of collectible values in the past or present is not a guarantee of future performance. Hello and welcome to Hit Draft. My name is Jack Archer and I'm here with Ryan Green, Chris McGill, and Ryan Porter. Hit Draft cracks open the collector's psyche, showcasing the layers of intricacies and decision-making that go into building a collection. Here's how it goes down. First, a small assortment of PSA-graded cards are revealed by our producer. Each, a mystery to the host. Ooh, this is our guy. Next, we draft and explain which cards were taken and why we're taking them. Plus, it's a PSA 10. Give me the 2019 Bowman Draft Gold Wave Refractor of Gunnar Henderson. What's lined up today, Ryan? This one's pretty straightforward. Number one draft picks. You know, we were talking about upcoming hit drafts, and uh, we were chatting a little bit after the NBA draft lottery last month. Wemby Mania, it's fully underway. We know where he's headed now. The number one pick in the draft, you say that out loud, it comes with some cachet. And of course, there's been some guys who have flopped in the past, but more often than not, you get a pretty big name, a guy who becomes big not only on the court, but in the hobby. And so today we're going to be having a little hit draft here, fully made up of cards of former number one overall picks across multiple sports. But we've got, normally we have the the luggage, the the nice suitcase, mm-hmm. the presentation. Jack, what do we got here? Because this is, this is different and this is awesome. Today we have a full NBA draft board. Producer Drew did it right. Number one, Chris McGill. Number two, RG. Number three, myself. And number four, RP. This is going to be fun. And I, I, we have no idea what cards are in here. So he might have some like like Markel Fultz like bombs in here <laughs> that nobody wants to touch. And he might have some LeBron James grails. We really have no idea. But it's going to be quite exciting. I'm, I'm going to lobby right now that uh, producer Drew comes out on stage, reads these, and we get to boo him like David Stern <laughs> back in the day. Are we cool with that? Can we make that happen? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, so no, without further ado, let's dive in and see what we got, huh? So we're going cross sports. I didn't know this. I was thinking it was all basketball, but I do like this swerve. Mm-hmm. Baseball could be tricky. Ooh. Oh, AI, the answer. In the GOAT Topps Chrome design, 2008 Topps Chrome, Allen Iverson, Gold Refractor, PSA 10. There's a lot I like about this, except for one thing. He's not in a Sixers uniform. Mm-hmm. The Denver Nugget years just doesn't do much for me, but everything else about this card just feels perfect. Does it make it? Does it make up for it at all, though, that he's going against the Sixers in the image? He's you got him going against a young Lou Williams. No, it just feels weird. It feels like one of those <laughs> those Instagram basketball accounts. Whenever there's a trade rumor, they do the jersey swap, and it just feels like a little bit off. That's what it feels like to me. Kind of a Nuggets moment, though, right now, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's that time of year. Oh, I mean, when we go baseball and you're talking number one, number one overall picks, especially when it comes to the hobby junior, I mean, that's the guy you think of, right? My goodness. 1999 upper deck century legend, King Griffey, junior epic signatures, a stunning 
deep blue on-card autograph, PSA 10, of course. I mean, this card, this is a card. In the in the late 90s, Upper Deck really did it right with the on-card autos. You yeah. see sets like this and, you know, Sign of the Times, Chirography, where they had a really big blank space for the players to sign. And just, man, did these hold up over time. Adley, our guy, Baltimore Orioles catcher, recent first overall pick. This is his Platinum Stars foil, one of one from 2023, Tops first edition. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Platinum Stars foil is the equivalent of the Platinum 101 mm-hmm. in, in standard Top Series 1 yes. and Series 2. Interesting. What would you rather have as a collector? Would you rather have the Platinum 101 with a little bit more lineage or the one with the first edition badge, which has a little bit of a, uh, a cachet to it? I don't know if I'm going for the border here. I, we, we can save that for the draft, but uh, I think I'm going to take the former. I think I'm going to take the cachet. And- Probably in the same boat. Right. The uh, the first edition sticker does something for me. The placement on this card, though, we're, we're getting really into the into the weeds here. But You, you want it up the, in the corner, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I want it in a corner, mm-hmm. like nice and neat, but you got it in the middle, and then you got the rookie badge, the rookie cup. There, there's a, the, the giant headshot. There's a lot going on here. There's a lot going but, on, yeah. But if you're an Adley guy, this is... I mean, this is a top-end card. If you watch baseball, like even casually, and you're not an Adley guy, I don't understand you because this guy is so much fun. He so deeply loves the game of baseball, deeply loves his teammates, cares so very much. I'm a huge fan of him, and when the Topps Chrome stuff comes out, I might be going a little bit crazy. Okay. This is a fun one. 1999 Fleer Mystique Tim Duncan raised the roof insert. This is like 90s greatness, if I've ever seen it. Chris, what can you tell me about this card? I can tell you that it looks awesome. (laughs) And that I really, really wish Michael Jordan was in this set, but he's not. Which actually makes Duncan a little more appealing to pick up because of that. I know Kobe has one of these that... uh, is is an object of desire for lots of 90s collectors and it's you know maybe even borderline grail status for kobe guys and the scan will never do it justice these cards in hand they just they radiate they glow there's something ethereal about them really awesome card i wouldn't you guys can just stay away from this i have the first pick is that right mm-hmm yeah, you guys just put this one out of mind. Ooh, oh, <laughs> already throwing it, it down, and we've still got like eight cards to go. But I love the giant serial yeah. number on and the front. It's just so good. You know, the the second we saw this pop up on the screen, my first thought was, I bet you anything, this is a card that looks 10x better in hand than it does on a scan. Like the the in-hand eye appeal is, is going to carry it here. If you do indeed choose this card. I want you to raise the roof. I want everyone to imagine you raising the roof while, while you select it. The ceiling is the roof, as Michael Jordan once said. I knew my guy would be here. Little puck. Connor McDavid. Generational talent here. 2015 Upper Deck Premier. Auto Patch Rookie Silver Spectrum. Numbered out of what looks like one, yeah, 98 out of 199. We're one number off the jersey number match there but on-card auto with a really nice patch with what looks like the corner of the nine from the sleeve. This is nice. I mean, anybody who listens to the show knows how we feel about Connor McDavid. None of us are hockey collectors, but we all are smitten with Connor McDavid and his cards. It's just fun, too. You know, like we're, we're 
tops and panini were just kind of drowned with all of those designs. It's it's fun to play in the modern upper deck space with some of these hockey cards. Mm-hmm. This is really, really beautiful. And I'm just, I'm continually amazed by how expensive his cards are relative to his peers and other sports. Because in most cases, they're not just like on par with them. Connor McDavid cards exceed all the other young grades in different sports. Um, even Patrick Mahomes, in some cases, what he's doing on the ice is is really impressive. And even as someone who doesn't collect hockey cards, I'm intrigued. Yeah. You know, it really does feel like it's Connor McDavid. If, if I'm just zooming out, looking at hockey, uh, it's Connor McDavid and then a lot of space. And then maybe the next guy yeah. as far as collectability goes, yep. right? He's just, he's on a different level. Well, he has something going for him in terms of collectability that I don't think it's talked about a lot. You know, he plays in Edmonton, which, you know, for us here in the States, we think of Edmonton not as like this huge, you know, media market, anything like that. But there's with hockey, there's some lineage there because, you know, whenever you talk about the next great one, the original great one, it's Wayne Gretzky who made his bones playing for the Edmonton Oilers and starring for the Edmonton Oilers. So there's a little bit of a parallel there between early years, Connor McDavid, early years, Wayne Gretzky. I think that really adds something to his status in the hobby. Like it. All right. Yeah. Football for the first time. This is a, this is a good one. This is a 1998 Bowman's best, best performers, atomic refractor rookie card of Peyton Manning. Number one pick in 98 numbered out of 50. This is a PSA 10, you know, we talk a lot about with ultra modern cards, cracked ice, sapphire, atomic refractor. They all kind of are in that same vein. And uh, when you combine that with a big name like Peyton in the late 90s, a very 90s insert here, this is a really nice one. This is, yeah. 90s Bowman's best atomic is, is really kind of like near the top of the list for many, many collectors. Peyton Manning stuff universally undervalued still, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. One of his one of his I, most visually dazzling rookie cards, you could say, and it's numbered to fifty, and it's PSA ten. Mm-hmm. A lot going for it. Staying with football here, we we talk about uh, Panini One for football and as being a very under uh, underrated product in a lot of ways, and this is a nice one. This is Joe Burrow Premium Patch Auto Platinum number three out of three. Got that laundry tag. The laundry tag. I like the laundry tags. And this is like a genuine laundry tag where this has the, this patch has the washing instructions on <laughs> Machine it. wash cold, yeah. wash inside out with light colors. It's a very relatable patch because it's the same thing you'll find in the inside color of your shirt. But uh, on card auto, we, you know, he's got an unbelievable auto with the Joey B. This is great. PSA 8. This is maybe the busiest card I've ever seen. There is a lot happening here. Busier than Adley, huh? You could tell me that I'm looking looking at like the reverse side of of the card and I (laughs) I might fall for it. Three out of three is kind of a weird serial number too. You don't see that very often. Yeah, you don't. Give me the one to one. Give me the one to five. Give me the one to one. Three out of three. Throw me off. Okay. This Uh, one's awesome. Yeah. Optic 2021 Kate Cunningham green PSA nine. And and green is so funny with Panini because with Prism and, and Mosaic, it's just like a retail parallel. It's unnumbered, pretty common, uh, pretty close to base uh, in terms of pop in a lot of cases. In Optic, it's numbered to five. It's like the red refractor and tops yeah. of Optic. And on-card autograph, 
pop to this card's this card's terrific. Yes. Yeah. This, this is like when we're talking about, you know, we're seeing some big names, not just current, but also past. I like that in these hit drafts, Drew puts something in here that really makes us think in terms of this is like the investment piece. This is the one where you feel like you're taking a little bit of a shot because he's so far from a finished product and us really knowing what's there. And he's um, been injured. Yeah, exactly. So there's like, I guess there's a little bit of risk involved, but there's a lot going for the card when you look at all the elements of it. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, you watch a lot of basketball. How confident are you in Cade Cunningham going forward? I would have been more confident if the Pistons could have landed that number one overall pick. Uh, they kind of got the short end of the stick when it came to the the lottery after tanking, basically, for a lot of the this season. So, But I guess that's a mixed bag, right? Because now it's, it's Cade's team. He won't be really sharing that. His, he won't be sharing his headline with anybody unless like Ivy makes a big step. They've got really good young players. Uh, Duran is going to be probably a, a really good big in this league in a few years. Cade puts up the numbers that you want to see uh, a modern superstar put up. He's got all the facets to his game. He's got scoring. He's got the ability to play make. He can pass. He can rebound. He's got the size and the athleticism to become a good defender one day. On paper, there's a ton to like about this guy. And also, it's really nice that he's out of sight, out of mind right now. Not too many people are thinking about him. I think it's an, it's kind of an interesting time to maybe pick up some of his nicer cards if you can find them. How, what do you think about, like, Monty Williams coming in? Like, what what is he going to, like, unlock for this kid? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I can't believe the Phoenix Suns let him go. I don't think that was based on coaching ability. It might have been based on locker room stuff or relationships or personnel stuff just kind of not working out because he's the winningest coach in the NBA over the last two seasons. He's just an exceptional coach. Detroit is beyond fortunate to have him. I think he's going to bring – if if any coach could bring a culture of success to Detroit and nourish – this this young core they've they've got the guy who can do it so i think they they lucked up there maybe that was their fate balancing out with losing the lottery but landing one of the very best coaches in the league mm -hmm. all right this oh. is this oh. is interesting so you've got a number one pick but we're we have a card that's produced what about 15 years after they retired makes makes this very interesting this is john elway it was the number one overall pick in 1983. It's a 2021 Panini Absolute Kaboom Green One of One PSA 9 Mint. This is actually sold for less than I would have guessed. It yeah. sold for $5,700, including buyer's premium. I mean, one of one Kabooms are as good as it gets, but for someone who's retired and has been for retired as long as, long as Elway has, a little bit less appetizing for collectors. But here's one thing I love about this card. Denver Broncos, their logo right now doesn't do much for me. It screams 1998, but not in a cool way. The old Denver Broncos logo on this card is very, very cool. And I, I definitely dig the appeal here. You guys generally a uh, yay or nay on ultra modern cards of long retired players? Generally a nay. I like the career period stuff, Same. Same. but I'm not like hard opposed to it. Yeah. Especially if it's autographed. 
I got a question for you. When a guy like Elway, you know, he made the move to the front office, right? We will watch a, a Broncos game now. Cameras are going to like cut to him yeah. more than a few times. Or you take a guy like, like uh, I don't know, Jeter, who you know went to the Marlins for a little bit, had a little stint. What do you like? Do you like what it does in terms of collecting the guy when they're so visible post career, um, doing things like? It depends, like how visible. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is it like like Dwayne Wade on a yacht and then like doing cool stuff on TV? Like that's cool. That's a good thing. Is it like, like I don't know. Uh, like I, I'm about to name some people I shouldn't name. So I'll just use your imagination for some athletes doing some 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 problematic things in in today's news and right. like you know that's that's a bad thing. So I, I think it just depends yeah. what they're doing. Uh-huh. And in Elway's case. I mean, he gets a lot of he gets a lot of um, negative attention just for like how like the quarterbacks that he's drafted, uh, the potential of the Broncos is kind of always floundering. I'm with you. I I the I was having this conversation with someone the other day. I wonder how younger how it affects younger collectors collecting retired players. Like we were talking about Charles Barkley, right? Like how many young collectors only know him? From his golf swing. From, from the golf swing, from, you know, NBA on TNT. Whereas in reality, in the 90s, he was, a, what, a top five NBA player? Like, do, do younger collectors value that the way, the way maybe someone our age does? It's, right. I don't know. I think, I think staying power matters. And yeah. if you're in the media and all of that kind of stuff, like, I, I, think, it, I think it certainly matters. The issue Look, is, I, is I, that, like, it, like, like John Smoltz is is great calling baseball games, but like John Smoltz cards aren't suddenly like no. so much more interesting. <laughs> Tony Romo yeah. cards aren't going through the roof. Yeah, yeah, Jack. There can be certain instances where it can raise a player's profile in an in an unambiguously positive way. Tony Romo is the poster child for that. I I wouldn't have thought about Tony Romo once since he retired, if not for him becoming this great announcer so like i think that's a case where it works you know he he sort of goes from being this respected quarterback during his day to now like there's something culturally relevant about him in a way that wasn't when he played right which is cool but here's the flip side and and i i think for athletes who were you know mount rushmore status or or you know or all-time great you know top 50 status I think you really can only do damage in your post-career endeavors. Like, let's take Michael Jordan, for example. I think the biggest blemish on his resume is ownership of the Charlotte Hornets. And Jordan is a guy who stays out of the public eye. But whenever I talk to Jordan uh, about Jordan, especially to Jordan detractors, let's say, the very first thing they throw in my face, and I have to grant them it, is that his 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 track record with owning that team let's just say it's been less than stellar especially when it comes to roster construction and building a winning franchise he just he hasn't been able to do it and i think that's the real risk with you know all-time great players having high profile visibility in something other than their sport post career it it really can only detract. That's just my take. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense because these guys are all time greats because they had the ball in their hands mm. and they were able to win. And now, you know, you put them on the sideline. Sure, they're making decisions. They don't have the ball in their hands anymore. 
They're good at winning when the ball's in their hands. Yeah. Ooh, a little more puck. I like it. When you talk about go that large chasm from number one to number two, one of the guys who's in the conversation of number two, Sid the Kid, Sidney Crosby, 2005 SP Authentic Limited Auto Patch, the future watch from the mid-2000s. These are just so elite. Number 38 out of 100, PSA 8. Wow. This is a beautiful card. It really yeah. is. Nice sort of three-color patch there. Visually, some of my favorite cards are from this like mid-2000s era, yes. and this is one that does a lot for me visually. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, – I'm not going to lie, guys. I definitely got my eye on this one. Yeah. I um, Interesting signature by the guy, too. Yeah. At the 87, kind of snuck in there, mm-hmm. all sly. I'd I like, like it. Yeah. I don't know his cards very well, but I'd love – this was his rookie year. I'd love to see what his signature looks like on 2022-2023 cards, just for comparison. What, can we hang on this card for just a second? Is this like – is this the um, – you know, the NTRPA yes. of its time. Yeah. Uh-huh. The Future Watch, SP Authentic, RPA. Obviously, this is when like Exquisite, Ultimate Collection, all those were out, but like SP Authentic definitely holds weight. This is one of my f- personal favorite cards of all time. Yeah. This, I, yeah. Ryan, you're, you're choosing this card. I, like this is, this is decided <laughs> 1994 Upper Deck SP Foil A Rod PSA 10. This is a big card. Oh, man. I, 12-year-old me, obsessed with this card. I've owned multiple copies multiple times. I have one currently in my PC that's a PSA 9, and I have a PSA 9 because I cannot afford a PSA 10. This is awesome. How is this for a stat? 17,900-plus examples have been graded by us at PSA. Fewer than 1% Mm. have achieved PSA 10 status. We always talk about the condition sensitivity with 1993 SP Jeters. This one arguably is even more condition sensitive, not only because you had the foil on all four corners on the front, but the back has a black, a full black design. It's white on the bottom. So the top two corners and the top edge on the back, notoriously impossible. Impossible. Say what you want about A-Rod. He should be in the Hall of Fame. This is... This is unbelievable. I, I've actually been looking at like some A-Rod cards recently. Cr- criminally underpriced. Uh-huh. All right. I got a question for you guys. Bigger threesome <laughs> to not make, to not win a championship oh, together. Okay. Yeah. So we'll take Griffey and A-Rod and Randy Johnson and put them up with Durant and Westbrook and James Harden. I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be the Mariners there. Mm-hmm. The big unit was dominant. The kid was at the top of his game. A-Rod was like the hottest young star. Back with like in the Thunder, like James Harden was still like six-man territory. They were so young. I don't know. We never got to see them all together at the peak of their powers. And we got to see the Mariners close to it. Mm-hmm. A-Rod wasn't quite there, but the other two were. The Mariners were stacked beyond that. Yeah, we, exactly. we got Edgar Martinez. We got we got everyone's favorite Jay the Bone Buner. <laughs> like they had some they had some players back in the in the mid nineties and some spectacular seasons and zero hardware to show for it. Buner could mash. I saw Jay Buner at a Costco once, and he Huge. had an entire Costco shopping cart filled with rotisserie chickens. Uh, it was it was quite the sight. All right. 
Hakeem Olajuwon, 86 Fleer, rookie card, PSA 10, iconic set. Shocked how low this sold in comparison to the Jordan. I know the Jordan's iconic, but wow. Can someone educate me? Yeah, on, Chris, uh, uh, you want to you want to jump in here on this one because I I I knew nothing about the market of this card. Seeing that a PSA ten of this sold late last year, just over fifty six hundred bucks, uh, feels kind of crazy. It does feel kind of crazy, and I'm with you guys. It's it's so low <laughs> compared to the Jordan, and I'm looking up right now as I sort of just think about what I want to say about this card because. Hakeem's market isn't that strong, but he's my favorite player from the... I mean, I grew up rooting for him even more than I was rooting for Jordan, at least uh, during the during his two title runs when Jordan was retired for most of that time. I was, I was such a big fan of Hakeem. I wanted to be him when I would uh, play basketball in the front yard. I only grew to be about six foot tall, but I just always in my head believed I was a post player <laughs> who could who could do what Hakeem can do he just he was such an inspirational player he had such a cool persona about him and so like okay the pop of this card is 340 so it's actually a little bit higher the PSA 10 population than the Jordan is and the population on this set in particular the PSA 10 pop it matters so much it's why the Johnny Moore sells for 10 15 times what this Hakeem sells for is just because there's so few of them. And there's, there's lots of people who would like to have a complete set, a PSA 10 complete set. So I think the population factors into it. I think, you know, there's lots of levels to get into this card. If you don't want the 10, you know, there's, there's lots of other grades too. And, you know, Hakeem, I just, for whatever reason, I just, he doesn't seem to have, a very large collector base, which is unfortunate because, you know, he's, he's one of my favorite athletes of all time. Overshadowed in a lot of ways. Like you said, Jordan was in and out that time when he really hit his peak, you know, Shaq was emerging as the dominant big man of the future. So, but this card is awesome. So he did, he did beat, he, he did beat Shaq in the finals, by the way. We've got our full draft board here. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to pick them. Uh, You guys probably already have a little bit of an idea of how we're going on some of these, but I look forward to seeing how this uh, draft board lays out. Be right back. Okay, guys, new month, new grading specials from PSA. So before the show continues, I just wanted to drop back in to give you guys all of the details. We've got to lead off here with the biggest draw. This month, we're introducing our 90s plus sports special. Any sports card manufactured from 1990 to present day is eligible. So get the binders and boxes out and start getting those orders prepared. This special, which is exclusive to Collectors Club members, gives you access to $15 per card grading on any card with a maximum declared value of $199. For cards from the 90s all the way up through new releases such as Donruss Optic Football, Top Series 2 Baseball, and more, this special is perfect. And the estimated turnaround time on these orders will be just 65 business days. Meanwhile, we've got some general admission grading specials going right now as well. What does that mean? No Collectors Club membership required for these two. 
So in terms of those specials, we're going to start with the Funko Bowl special. Any sports Funko Pop figure with a max DV of $499, grading for these starts at just $35 per pop, with an estimated turnaround time of five business days. Our Hot Ticket Special offers $50 off of express grading for full tickets and stubs, with a max DV of $2,499 per ticket and an estimated turnaround time of just 30 business days. For full details on our grading specials, visit psacard.com specials. And if you're not a Collectors Club member, visit psacard.com join to learn more about the perks that come with it and, of course, to join today. Now, back to the show. All right, we're back and it's time to draft. We got Chris McGill up first. He kind of already had his spoiler alert yeah. moment. But he saw some other cards after that. Did your mind change, Chris? Uh, no. I. It would be very hard to outdo this card. Look, I, I'll try to keep this concise, but we're having this moment right now. You have Embiid, you have Jokic, you have Giannis. The era of the big man is upon us. You know, it's Shaquille O'Neal is loving this, and when he when he gets to finally analyze basketball, that's not just threes and layups. It's I'm loving it too. Tim Duncan, I feel like, is going to be one of the cultural beneficiaries of this era of big man dominance in the NBA. I can certainly feel it myself when I'm looking at these great bigs and I'm saying, who, how do they compare historically? And Tim Duncan is obviously one of the names that comes up. I love this card. It's a beautiful card. And you know what else I love? I love the golden caption. Producer Drew gives us a beautiful image of the card and the item description that comes from the listing on golden. And you know what? Sometimes the shorter it is, the sweeter it is. All you need to say about Tim Duncan, it's it's summed up in this sentence. Tim Duncan is one of the best big men to ever play the game. Yes, he is. Beautiful 90s insert, second year Duncan card. I mean, it's a no-brainer. I told you guys I was taking it. Just glad I got to go first. You were uh you sounded like you were flowing there for a second. There was a Giannis era is upon us. There was <laughs> <laughs> might have been one more rhyme. Yeah, yeah. Um it's a like great that. card. Well, Chris tipped his cap or tipped his hand, excuse me. I tipped mine as well, and I'm gonna stick with it. I want that A Rod, the PSA 10, 1994 SP. You know, obviously the nostalgic obsession with the card factors in, but I think it's genuinely undersold jack pointed out the psa population data how impossible a psa 10 in that card is i i venture to say that you could open every sealed box of 94 sp baseball that remains in the world and due to bricking aging paper loss all that and all the other issues you won't find another psa 10 that's still sitting in a sealed box mm -hmm. i want it yeah I, I love it for you there's something about a-Rod in a Mariners jersey that is going to hit home for a lot of people out there. I'm very disappointed you didn't change your mind. That was far and beyond my number one choice, especially if you look at its price compared to the Derek Jeter equivalent from yeah. the year prior. There's, It's like a big arbitrage moment, in, in my opinion, between the two. Not saying A-Rod should be at the same level of Jeter, not even close. I love Derek Jeter. But he should be a little bit, little bit, a little bit closer than he is right now, in my opinion. No, I couldn't take A Rod in the third pick. I'm taking oh, another Mariner no. Gray. Got to get that big bold blue signature. I'm going with my man Ken Griffey Jr., aka the Kid. 
1999 Upper Deck Century Legend PSA 10. I mean, that's all you kind of need to know. It's an on-card auto of one of the greatest autographs of all time for one of the coolest players to ever live. Easy choice. All right. Two picks. I'm going to have to audible here. <laughs> it's not too hard. You know what I need in my PC? A little icebreaker. I knew it. I don't have one. I, it's time for me to get, it's time for me to hit the ice. I'm going to do it with this uh, 2005 Upper Deck SP Authentic Future Watch, Sidney Crosby. I love the layout of this card. It's so beautiful. I mean, he looks like he's going fast here. Sidney Crosby is, it, you don't need to know hockey to know that he is just one of the greats. Mm-hmm. And and he's, uh, what, I, I, how many Stanley Cups? Three, I believe. I'll take them. Um, and it's interesting, historically, you look at like all the madness over LeBron in 2003, you know, Crosby comes through a year later. You know, he was, a year or two later, he was really, I remember at the time, the way they were hyping him up as this generational number one overall pick was the LeBron James of hockey. So, you know, they both have it in common and that they both lived up to the expectations and beyond. Mm -hmm. Good pick. Thanks. I'm going to keep it horizontal and I'm going to, I'm also going to take another thing that I don't have in my PC, which is a laundry tag. Got one on my back, not in the PC though. I'm going to take this Joe Burrow platinum premium patch. It is a three out of three. Like I said before, there's a lot going on on the face of this card, so I need to spend some time with it. <laughs> the busiest card you've ever seen. When when it looks like that, the back of a card, yeah. he says, and then he chooses it. When you said that, when I he, figured there was I, – I, that's a nice curveball. I thought there was no way you'd be taking it. Were you throwing us off, Brian, or, or did you just settle on it and just say, like, okay, the card sunk in with you a little bit, you liked it, or, or were you just making sure that this one was still around for you? I'm always playing games. <laughs> I think it's the sheer appeal of Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. His collectability is just so high that yeah. like he's it's just hard to hard to uh, say no to that. He's one of those guys. If you don't have one of his cards, you feel a little sad sometimes. Mm-hmm. I get you, it. Look at like like uh, it's like Curry in a bit. Yeah, like, you know you don't have a Curry card. Those guys are having a lot of fun over there. Yeah, I don't own any Joe Burrow cards. And every time I watch Joe Burrow play football, I think I'm making a mistake. Like Same. I, I, I need, I need, I need like a major Joe Burrow card one of these days. All right. I'm back up. I'm taking a card that is valued about like 50% of what every other card in this box is valued at. It's also the card that in my opinion has the highest ceiling and it's a player that I absolutely love watching play baseball. It's the Adley Rutschman. 2023 tops first edition platinum stars foil one of one PSA nine. There's a lot I don't love about this card. Some of the design stuff that we mentioned earlier, I would take the, the regular platinum one of one all day over this, but it's still a one of one tops flagship rookie card of a really exciting young player who I think isn't just like, I mean, we've seen some big catchers be pretty, pretty, big in the, in the hobby, like, like Buster Posey, Joe Maurer. I, I thoroughly believe Adley is going to lap both of those guys. Um, I'm a, I'm a really big believer of his game, his spirit, his everything. The stars, you know, 
the stars on the border, I was I, I was talking down on a little bit. They kind of make sense with a guy like Adley. He's got this like Captain America boy mm-hmm. wonder quality to him. You know, he's okay like just taking the flag and running with it. Yeah, this card isn't something I'm gonna put on the put on the showcase, put on the bookshelf, put on display. It's a card I'm just gonna you know, I'm just gonna keep and hold, and it will just allow me to root for this player I like like even more. Some of the like the the more like art focused cards yeah. that I obsess over. This doesn't have that appeal, but it has a different level of appeal, a different kind of appeal. And that, that, that's what I like about it. So I ended up with a tougher choice than I expected to have here. Um, Cause I took that Sidney Crosby. <laughs> well, I'm kind of, I'm between two cards, but um, <sighs> I'm going to go, I'm going to take hockey completely off the board. I want the, I want the McDavid. I love the on-card auto. The patch was just really nice. I love that. I love patches where you can kind of photo match to where on the jersey it is, especially when it's visible in the card, uh, in the card image. Um, you know, it was between this and the Peyton Manning, to be honest. The difference being, if I really want Peyton Manning cards from 98, I can go find other options at reasonable prices. McDavid cards from 2015, from the lowest end to the highest end, like none of the prices are reasonable anymore. It's a good opportunity to, to lock some in. And if we're carrying over collections from previous hit drafts, I've built a pretty nice McDavid PC now. So I feel like I'm staying true to myself there. Look at that. You, you, you've got, you've got a virtual PC going in your yeah, head of yeah. all the hypothetical cards yeah. you've drafted. Collection is insane. Wow. I would love to see all of our hypothetical hit draft PCs sometime. So great picks here. Uh, actually makes my pick kind of easy because you guys took some of the most interesting ones off the board there. So I'm just going to fall back on uh, on my guy, Elijah Juan, and his 86 Fleer PSA 10. Never owned this card in the grade of a 10. Always wanted to. Let's do it. I've already sung his praises earlier in the show, so no need to rehash that. You know, 86 Fleer, what more needs to be said? I'll take uh, the dream shake. Chris, uh, who's the second? Who's the second of the two picks here? Yeah, so not to be outdone by Jack, who went for the second lowest card on the board. I will take the cheapest card on the board with my final pick, which is the uh, 2008 Topps Chrome Gold Allen Iverson out of 50 PSA 10. It is a Nuggets moment right now. I think uh, Ryan might have used that phrase earlier and I I agree and obviously it's not the iconic Sixers uniform but I don't know I I like thinking about Iverson's Nuggets run a little bit here this this is a he's got so many great 76ers uni cards he had such great moments I get it this is not his most desired uniform I'm not going to try and say that it is but there's so many other things working for this card. I, I do have a soft spot for the Nuggets, and it's just a beautiful, you know, 08 Topps Chrome Gold. I think, what did, what did Jack, Jack, what did you say about this set? It's the GOAT Topps Chrome design? It's, yeah, it's unquestionably the GOAT Topps Chrome design. Like, nothing beats it. It's it's incredible. Every photo is go. fantastic. It's yeah, I love it. So in that, and so I've got Duncan, Elijah, and Iverson. I really have found a '90s, you know, 
home here <laughs> with with my picks, and I like I like the continuity of them. So yeah, there we go. Fun trio, Chris. Yeah. I like the curation here. Well, uh, so I stressed I stressed at pick seven for no reason because Peyton Manning fell to me. So I'm gonna just keep it simple. I'm gonna keep the I'm gonna grab the Peyton Manning '98 Bowman's best best performers gold atomic refractor. Easy choice. Strong pick. Cade Cunningham, optic on card auto out of five. I just John Elwood just doesn't do much for me as a, as a collector as a sports fan. I'll take I'll take the upside of a really exciting young player, really exciting young team. Got Martin Williams in the leadership role there. Uh, there's a, there's a lot to like about the future of the the Detroit Pistons. Love Cade. Love on card autos. Huge fan of optic. Just a great card all around. My pick. One of one, kaboom, falls to me. Not a bad card to be left with at number 12. I'm not terribly mad at it. In fact, as I was looking at this card and talking myself into it, I, I went back to those 90s Vortex, Nerf Vortex commercials with John Elway. Oh, those and, were fantastic. And <laughs> I found a happy place for this card to just kind of <laughs> nestle into. So I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. I'm, I'm good with this card. That commercial when he he throws it like out of the stadium or something or like 90 yards with like this cool ease. I've, you brought back some vivid memories. (laughs) Yeah. That's That's just wonderful. Big vortex guy. That was a great hit draft in the books. Um, One takeaway from me, uh, the, the appeal of just great, great nineties cards just never goes away. Yeah. That, that stood out as a theme for me here. I, uh, I love, you know, I think it's a, a product of all these guys being first round picks mm-hmm. and, you know, and things turned out well for all of them, but the narrative just, it really like, there's a lot to talk about. We have a lot of memories with a lot of these guys. And even, even a guy like Cade Cunningham, uh, you know, I'm sure we could speak to an hour about like where we think his career is going and whatnot. So yeah, I, you know, there's a lot of juice with, with these guys. This was a good one. This has been Hit Draft here on the PSA Pod. We thank you guys for listening. We will be back again next week with another episode of The Index looking back at May 2023. Jack Archer, Ryan Porter, Chris McGill, Producer Drew, I'm Ryan Green. We'll see you again next week.